Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast where we discuss everything about love, loss, life and the afterlife. And today I would like to talk about loss, but I'd like to talk about sudden loss and how I find that it's a little teeny bit different than when you lose someone that you're expecting to go, someone who may be passing with cancer or some other horrible, nasty thing that humans tend to pass with. Um, but now I'm talking about sudden loss, when you have some, lose someone in an accident, maybe they took themselves home, um, a heart attack, stroke, etc. When this happens, oh, there are a million ways to react and I feel that within your own family, everyone will actually react a little bit differently and it will also depend depend on who has passed, um, how they passed, how old they were. So there's so many factors that come into this. Um, But for a lot of people, this sudden passing may be that person's first grief. And even if the person was a very elderly person and was seemed to be perfectly healthy, this may really shake you as well. Even if the person was quite old, say in their 80s or 90s, and they've passed suddenly of a heart attack, you're going to be shook too, even though people will say things like, and they say it kindly, they mean to be kind, but they say things, oh, they had such a long life. But, you know, if this is your first big hit, it's going to smash you to smithereens. So what is the best way to react when you have first lost somebody very suddenly? I'm not sure if there is a best way, but I do know that you are going to be in shock for a period of time. Now, that shock may last... 24 hours, three or four days, a week. I I think that some people are still shocked for weeks afterwards depending on who it was that passed and exactly how they passed too, okay? So, um, you know, if you've had somebody that's um, been murdered that, you know, wasn't really in a troublesome situation, we're just a victim of crime um, and that was your person, that's really going to shake you for a little while. I have often found that people who have to be confronted with murder really do take a little longer to heal, uh, primarily because of the unknown factors about it and also about the court cases, because the court cases can go for years in these things. So I I generally find that when people have had somebody murdered that the shock will last a little longer. So here you are, you've just found out that somebody has just passed suddenly The best thing I can tell any of you to do is just breathe. Don't try and overthink at this time because your brain is going to go haywire. So just breathe. Understand that everybody that knows you, your bosses, your workmates, your your other family, distant family members, any expectations that you had, like maybe you were meant to go to a wedding tomorrow – Everybody will understand if this is not going to happen. Even if you've just lost someone a week ago, they will understand if you really cannot make it because this shock, your whole life has just been upheaved. Your whole life has changed completely and you didn't get any notice, okay? So I just want you to understand that Everybody else is going to understand your predicament. 
So don't feel bad if you can't make any engagements or you can't go to work or whatever it is. If you promised your kids you were going to take them to dream world and you just can't do that now. Um, you know, that's just too bad, too sad for your kids because sometimes life-altering situations, you just can breathe, just breathe, okay? So it's going to take a little while before you start to come up for air, so to speak, because it really does feel like you are in the bottom of a black ocean and you can't breathe. And that's why I say breathe, breathe. Breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth, okay? Now, this shock is going to take a while to go, as I said, depending on who the person was, how they passed, etc. Um, you know, a parent who's lost a child in any circumstance suddenly is really going to have to be looked out for and looked after. And if this is you, let people look after you. Even if you feel, you've, even if you're a very, very independent person, if you've just lost a child, you just don't, don't try and take every single thing on at once. While there are people around, because believe me, they will be coming around in droves right now, uh, but there will come a time when they start to dissipate and they start to disappear. So, you know, you hang on to these people now while they're still here because unfortunately they have to go back to their own lives and they can only care for you for so long. So you make sure that don't knock back any help in these first few days, weeks, first months, okay, because you're going to need it. If somebody says, I'm going to come and clean your house, let them. If somebody says, I'm going to come and mow your lawn, let them. You know, um, even though these things would be good for you to do, if you can't do it, you can't muster up the energy, let people take over for a little while. This is a massive shock. Now, in time, depending on how they passed, if they passed in an accident, it was somebody else's fault, if they passed through murder, if they passed through suicide, um, and even if they passed with a, a faulty heart and had been looking after themselves, after the shock is wear off, the shock wears off, um, and not straight away, um, you, you will go into a denial stage in between. There will be a denial area. And you're going to wonder if anyone's playing tricks on you. Now, I was in denial with all of my people until the funeral, until I had the evidence before my eyes that my people were indeed in that coffin. It's very confronting, but it is a way that rips you out of denial very quickly. Um, and I would, I would say, as much as I hate to say this, if you are not certain, if you feel like the universe is playing a trick on you, um, and 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 the, and your person's um, remains are able to be viewed, and you know if you can ensure that the people that are doing the um, doing the body, so to speak, are doing a good job, I would urge you, if possible, to view the body. This is for you, okay? If there were type of living on a knife's edge and you know their heart could have gone any time you may be you know a little bit more accepting but if this is an unacceptable situation and the body is able to be viewed it's not too deteriorated or anything else horrible do view the body okay because it's a cold heart slap in the face that we need sometimes to to get us out of the denial stage and, and make us understand what the hell has happened okay after the funeral, it gets very empty, guys. I'm going to tell you that. That emptiness that you may be feeling right now is very, very real. 
after the funeral everybody goes home and they stop making you casseroles and they stop hovering over you. You know, you might have some really good friends that continue to stay or some good family members. But the large majority of the masses will be gone and you will feel very, very empty. Where before your grief was filled with noise and chatter of people all around trying to somehow cotton wool you against the pain that you're having, once the funeral is over, unfortunately, as I said, they have to get back to their own lives and they've got things that they've got to do too. So you know, don't be angry at them before, but because of this. Don't be sad about this. Just be thankful and grateful that they were able to give you the time they did. Now, you're going to go through an anger stage, by the way. You're going to be angry. Um, I don't know. Not, some people tell me that they didn't get angry when they lost their child in an accident by somebody else's fault. Some people tell me they didn't get angry. But, I, you know, for the most part, a lot of people get angry. And this anger is a very, very real um, emotion that's coming through you. And it does have the ability to spill on other people if you're not careful. So... And I've generally found that the anger stage comes after the numb stage and the numb stage can end anywhere from two months to eight months, depending on the person, depending on the death. But when the anger stage comes, you know, you've got to look out because you don't want to hurt people who aren't responsible for your person's passing, who have nothing to do with it. You don't want to hurt loved ones that you still have. You don't want to go on and make a bit of, you know, get... get so if you have anger issues, you need to find a way to deal with that. And the best way to deal with it that I've ever felt is through some form of exercise. Um, if you can't exercise because of um, physical disabilities, uh, anything to do with um, massage, um, Reiki, uh, maybe not Reiki, Reiki may not be the thing, acupuncture, anything that will move that grief through is essential. If you are fit and able, go for walks, box, run, do whatever you can because that anger can become very, very volatile inside of you and it can really make a bad situation worse. Okay? So just so long as you understand that. is absolutely essential. Sorry, so getting rid of your anger is absolutely essential um, for you. Now, it's not just because you don't want to lose, um, you know, you don't want to fight with your family or anything, but, you know, that anger can actually lead to high blood pressure, which can lead to all other type of nasty things. So it's best to address that. And another thing too, a lot of people with grief, they get very hurt and they shut themselves inside. Now, as much as I want to say, you know, okay, well, that's how you are, that also is a little bit unhealthy. I have to tell you that. People who suppress too much, people who don't let their feelings out, they can have things like lung conditions. Um, these, these are things that will come later. If you hold everything in to your chest, your chest literally becomes stuffed, okay? So even if you are a quiet person, who, you know, who's not um, passionate and who doesn't really type of yell and scream and make a fuss about things, I would love if you would at least start to exercise as well. Just start to walk all that grief through because even though your grief may not be as displaying as anger or you feeling hostile inside, it's still in there and it's still doing things to you, okay? So all of you people that are in deep grief right now, you need to 
move that body of yours because you are mind, body and soul and all of these things combined will make you, um, you know, you need to clear all of them, particularly in grief. You also need to treat yourself, guys. Um, if you're in grief, now don't become a shopaholic, but, you know, go out and make yourself feel better however you, however you can. I remember after Crystal died, I went through that stage. This was around about six months. So I, I started actually going to get a suntan because I thought that'll make me feel better. But if you get to the point where, you know, you're just feeling icky all the time, go and make yourself feel better. Buy yourself a new outfit um, or shout yourself to a massage or something like that, okay? Because it doesn't matter where you are. When you get to that stage where you're feeling really stuffed up, it means that you are starting to heal um, and you're frustrated and you feel maybe you're starting to feel frustrated with yourself. So it's generally around the six to eight months, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter part. And you may be starting to feel frustrated. You may have not gone back to work at this point. Um, I couldn't go back to work for at least six months when um, I lost my daughter. Everybody accepted that. Um, everybody stood, my family made sure that I wasn't bereft and going broke. So I took my time with that. Um, so around the six to eight months mark, you may find yourself wanting to move a little bit. Don't feel bad about that. Just keep moving. Do what you want to do. If it feels good, do it. Now, you may think thinking um, to yourself that you really want to go and see a medium. There's a lot of, um, uh, um, th there's so many um, good mediums out there that can actually give you validation. And I would totally not do this until you have basically accepted the passing, that you're not crying every single night. I've used, to, when, I, when I was doing private readings or offering private readings, I wanted a four month wait after any death. And the reason being is because before five months of four months, I found that most people are still a little bit numb. And when you're a little bit numb, it doesn't make for a good three-way um, cycle for reading. So just so long as you understand that as well. So, you know, but do shop around for your mediums as well. Don't go to the first tarot card reader you see because they are simply a tarot card reader. Make sure you shop around and make sure that you go by word of mouth when you seek a medium. I cannot recommend getting a good medium reading more if I tried. I have seen the light literally change in people's eyes after they've had a good reading. So if you are stuck in grief, if oh, not stuck, if you are grieving hard and it's past the four to six month stage, this is the time to start medium shopping and maybe start, by this point, I would definitely start doing some extra reading about um, spiritual contact that other people have had because that may encourage you to look around and start to see the signs. I just have honestly felt that the first four to six months are really tough for most people and some people even longer. So don't feel bad if it's even longer for you and you still aren't feeling like you want to get out and about or read stuff or learn stuff. But, you know, this unfortunately or fortunately is a good time to start your spiritual exploration. Once someone passes and we realise that we are spirits having a human experience, it is time that you start to wake up some, or maybe some questions start to wake up in your mind and it is time for you to have a bit of a look around and to see what other people have experienced so that you can understand more. So... 
So this is a good time, anywhere from the four to six month period, some people later, some people even sooner. But the real truth of the matter is, you know, you're going to go up and down in this first 12 months to two years after losing anybody. It's a really tough gig when you lose somebody. That's all I can say. It doesn't matter really how they go, but when they go suddenly, it knocks the breath out of you. It's like being hit with a baseball bat in the back of the head. And that's all I can say. And, and, and it takes a while for your senses to come back. It takes a while for you to get a grip on what's happened, okay? The first anniversary is going to be a doozy. It always is. The second anniversary is going to be a doozy. We can talk more about that type of situation in another day. But just so long as you understand right now, if you are in the first one to two years of grief, that it is normal to burst into tears for no reason. It is normal to get agitated for no reason. It is normal to, to long for them so much that you wish yourself could go home. Now, I think that we've all had those thoughts that when someone we love, particularly a child or a husband or someone so close to us that we, could, we, we want to go home with them. While you're having those thoughts, I want you to keep them quietly to yourself because if you have other children, now, now let me rephrase that. If you are serious about those thoughts, I don't want you to keep them quietly to yourself. I want you to go and talk to someone outside of your family about that. A good friend, a counsellor, but don't scare your family to death at this point. Talk to someone outside the family first because you don't want to make your family more insecure and unstable than they already are. Is it normal to feel this way? Yes, it is. Um, but do a lot of people act on that? No, they don't. Most people don't. It's just a normal feeling that we have inside. Like we can't live without them. But as time goes by, we see that, yeah, we are living with them quite without them and we're doing okay. Not the ideal situation, not the ideal place we want to be, but we're doing okay. And that's how you find eventually. So for all of you on the new road to grief or in the first year and a bit, all I can say is if it's the first few weeks, just breathe. If it's the first few months, please try to start getting out and moving a little bit physically to address any anger or suppression issues that you may have because that grief is still in there and it's doing some very negative things to your body, okay? Um, from four to six months onwards or maybe later, it might be time to start doing your research and start to try and learn more about the spiritual world and maybe time to start you know, scoping out different mediums, okay? So start scoping out different mediums and seeing who you like, but do read a lot. Now, I, I hope that helps you a little bit today. Um, if you do have any any suggestions for emails, um, oh, excuse, excuse me, for podcasts that you want to know, I am very, very happy and more than willing to address your emails. We, I haven't had an email for a long while, so I'm hoping that someone can send me an email about something that's been bugging them on a spiritual level and I hope that I can help you with that. But in the meantime, you guys stay well and healthy. I'm hoping that my throat thing goes soon. It's been really dragging me down. Um, you know, winter is here in Australia. Okay, you all take care now and um, be kind, be good, be happy.
She talks to angels. Oops, angels. <laughs> you all come back now. <laughs>